So today I wanted to take a minute to tell you one of the ways you as a podcaster can take back a little bit of your power when it comes to sponsorships. It's not something that a lot of new podcasters or podcasters new to sponsorships know to do. So I want to go ahead and give you the tip so you'll have the power from the very beginning when you get your first sponsorship. Let's get started. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hosler, and I'm so glad you took the time to join us today. You have joined us right smack dab in the middle of a sponsorship series that I am working on trying to give you information you will need to get sponsorships. You know, as well as I do, that every time somebody says podcast and monetization in the same sentence, the first thing that comes to their mind is, what do I need to do to get sponsors? So we're addressing it, and I'm going to give you the pros and cons. And today I'm going to share a little known way to at least hold on to a little bit of your power without giving away the farm when you get just to get your first sponsor even because sometimes that's what happens and you don't know until later on what you've done and the impact of it. So in case you haven't met me yet, my name is Christy Hostler and my uh, podcast is obviously Podcast Monetization Secrets and my company is called Team Podcast. We are a full service podcast production company. I've been podcasting since 2013, started my business in 2014 and my whole life has become podcasting. And so um, as someone who's made over a million dollars in podcasting, I wanted to share the wealth of knowledge and show you exactly how you can monetize your podcast. No ifs, ands, or buts. There is a formula. There is a system. It's not hope. It's not like a dream. It's not like a cross your fingers and do all the right things and rank on Apple Podcasts and get enough reviews and bam, you're in the money. No, there's a formula to it. It's a very specific thing uh, that you can achieve if you lay your podcast out the right way. So that's what I'm sharing today. Now, a couple of things you need to know is, first of all, when it comes to sponsorships, most podcasters, when they start out, have to do what we call non-traditional sponsorships. And in the last episode, I kind of gave you a podcast sponsorship primer, so to speak, sort of a 101 course on what it takes to get a sponsor and the different types of sponsorships and what you're going to be looking at. And non-traditional sponsorships are ones that are most achievable for, let's just say, the average podcaster. And um, we're talking about downloads and reach and target audiences probably below the threshold that it would take to get you traditional sponsorship. Because traditional sponsorship is going to pay you per thousands of downloads, like maybe $30 every time you have a thousand downloads. And for most podcasters, those thousands of downloads never really materialize until years later. But you can monetize with really any size audience as long as you find the willing partner. 
And the partner would be the sponsor that's willing to pay you to get in front of your audience. So it doesn't take a big audience to monetize this way, but it does take a little more creative thinking, a little more thinking outside the box. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the technical end of podcast sponsorship. Now, most podcasters, whenever they start out, they try to they, they make the mistake of trying to do everything themselves. And there's few other businesses where you would start out and try to do everything yourself and you would never hire out anyone and you would never or, or you would try to actually spend as little money as possible um, on the things that it takes to actually start and run a business. But one of the things on a technical side of podcast sponsorship that I want you to be aware of and I want you to understand is a terminology. It's called baked in ads. And I'm saying baked like B-A-K-E-D, like you baked a cake. It's basically whenever you as a podcaster edit the podcast sponsorship into your podcast episode. They can be edited in there or they can actually just be a point in time in your show. Like if I stopped right now and said, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Team Podcast. We're a full service podcast production company. And I ripped into a 30 second or a minute ad about my company, that would be a sponsorship spot. And it would be baked into as part of the content. Like it's going to be in that audio file forever. The difference in baked in ads and baked in sponsorships and what we call dynamic ad insertion is the technology. And the technology with dynamic ad insertion is such that I could sit down behind my microphone here and I could record a special ad for Team Podcast. And I could say, come check us out, come to our website if you need podcast production. I could do the whole rigmarole for 30 seconds. And I would have that ad as a standalone ad. And then I would go to my hosting company, my podcast host that uses that allows me to use dynamic insertion ad technology. And I would be able to program that ad to drop into this podcast episode at a certain time. So in other words, if I said right now, time to take a break for our sponsors. And then I would mark the time and go, okay, at six minutes and 20 seconds into this recording, I have a cue for my sponsor ad. And then I can program that sponsor ad that I recorded completely separately, and I didn't edit it into my file. And I could put that programmed into my podcast host and tell it in this episode, drop it in at six minutes and 20 seconds into the file, and that ad would play. But I can also decide to stop running that ad, and I can switch that ad out with another one at the touch of a button. So if I had something I was promoting, which I will be shortly because I've got something I can't wait to tell you about that's going to be coming up soon that you will want to be aware of and you will want to probably get in on. Can't tell you about it yet, but it's getting close. So if I had something I was promoting and the, the maybe let's say it was something that was going to happen on May 1st and I wanted an ad to run all the way up until that time, I could set inside of my podcast hosting the ad to start playing across my back catalog everywhere I've marked that there is an ad spot in all of my shows 
I would have programmed that into my podcast host, and then I would basically just upload my ad and say, play it across all my entire podcast in ad spot number one. And it would go back to every one of those files and it would insert that in until it expired on May 1st, whenever whatever it is I launched, finished or whatever date I wanted it to wrap up. And then I can go back and do a different one. Maybe there's something new that I'm going to replace that ad with. Maybe I have a book launch coming up. Maybe I have a course coming up. Maybe I have something else. So understand that you as a podcaster will absolutely handicap yourself and create a whole lot of work for yourself if you go out and get podcast sponsorships and do what we call baked in ads for your show. Why is this important? So if I stopped the show right now, went into a and just kept talking and went into a a podcast sponsor read for HelloFresh or whatever, whoever's sponsoring my podcast And then I get done, I edit my file, and I upload it to my podcast host. And I don't know, somewhere in there, I know I mentioned Green Chef or uh, whatever, HelloFresh or whoever the podcast sponsor is, but I didn't mark it. And I've got it baked into my file. It is a part of my audio file. That means that even though those advertising companies have paid me to advertise on my show for a certain period of time, or up until they get a certain amount of downloads, you know what I've just given them? I have just given them ad placement into perpetuity, because I will never go back and edit out. Well, number one, I'll never go back and find that ad within the show, take down the show, edit that ad spot out of the show, and then re-upload it to my podcast host. Now, that's a pain to do it for one show, but if you've sold months and months and months of sponsorships and you're doing it that way, what's happening is you are giving away your ability to monetize your entire podcast catalog archive because you now have ads on there that people are no longer paying for. So hear me out. I want you to understand this because this is a little bit more technical and this is the technical back end, sort of the seedy underbelly of sponsorship that I see that you might not see very often until you get a sponsor and then you realize it way too late. But let's just say I go and I find a microphone company and I love their microphones and podcasters are my target audience and that we decide to strike up a podcast sponsorship agreement with podcast monetization secrets. And I say, you know what, I'll give you a mid-roll 60 second ad every single time I get on my podcast. And uh, in fact, let's just go ahead and break for that sponsor spot right now. And I stop and I tell you about the, the microphone, tell you where you can get one, tell you how much they cost, maybe I even give you a discount code. And then I go back to my show and I keep talking about podcast sponsorship and how to run ad placements and that sort of thing. What happens whenever, let's just say we decided on doing a podcast sponsorship for a quarter. So January through March 
of 2021, that company paid me. Maybe they paid me $200 per episode or $250 or $350, whatever, per episode to get in front of my podcast audience and hear about the microphone that I now recommend because it's a great one. It's just come out and all this kind of thing. So they pay me from January through March. So now if I do a weekly podcast, that's four shows a month, that's 12 shows that I'm talking about this microphone in the middle of. And I don't keep track of what timestamps my ad starts. I don't leave just a one second spot uh, blank in there and do dynamic ad insertion to play that spot, but I bake it into my ad. So let's just say the end of March comes around and I go to the microphone company and I'm like, hey, you're, you know, thank you for sponsoring me first quarter of 2021. We're coming into second quarter. I want to go ahead and get my uh, ad spot secured. So I wanted to see if you wanted to renew your ad sponsorship. And they're like, well, we haven't really had enough time. We haven't seen a lot of a lot of lift yet in our numbers. We haven't seen a lot of conversions from what you're doing on your podcast. So I think we're going to hold off, but check back with me third quarter or maybe even fourth quarter this year and we'll see how our ad budgets go. So now I've lost my ad sponsorship, but I have 12 episodes that have a baked in ad that somebody paid me 200 or 250 or whatever dollars it was per episode, whatever we agreed on, not saying there's a right number and a wrong number, whatever we agreed on for them to be advertised in that episode. Should they get that podcast sponsorship spot for free forevermore? I mean, it's crazy. What is their incentive to renew their ad spot if you're just going to keep playing their ad in your in those 12 episodes forevermore anyone that listens to those episodes will now have that ad spot that I'm no longer getting paid for but I'm giving airtime to this is what I want you to see you as a podcaster are selling yourself short if you don't make the opportunity to switch to dynamic ad insertion technology when you have the opportunity prior to getting an ad sponsor. So what that basically means is now anyone that listens to those shows are going to hear that ad. You know what? Later on, that sponsor might come back. They might not. But you know what? A year, a year and a half from now, all of a sudden, my podcast might hit it big and I might get thousands of downloads a month and people are going back and listening to my shows about podcast sponsorship. And all of a sudden, there's a microphone commercial in there. And you know what? They're getting the benefit a year and a half later. Now, do you think all of a sudden that company is going to come back to me and say, oh, Christy, by the way, all of a sudden we've got a ton of conversions from your discount code that you mentioned on the podcast to our website, and we'd like to suddenly start advertising with podcast sponsorships again. Do you think they're going to do that? Or do you think they're just going to ride the fact that now they're getting conversions a year and a half later that they paid for a year and a half ago, and it doesn't ever cost them anything else. This is where we as podcasters give away our power. We do the cheap thing by not going on, a, and it is more expensive to have a hosting company that uses dynamic ad insertion. It's more expensive. It, even if you don't switch your hosting companies, but you want dynamic ad insertion, there are companies that do that. I'll link to some in the show notes, but you can do that, but it might cost you 50 extra bucks a month to have that technology. But here's the thing. You're giving away your future 
And let's just say you go on a tear and maybe you sign two or three ad sponsors for your show, or maybe you, uh, you get a pre-roll and a post-roll and a mid-roll and you get all these ad spots sold and you just start recording them and you say whatever they want you to say in those ad spots. Then later on, they decide to quit advertising and now you've got, you've got an entire show loaded up with pre-roll, mid-roll and post-roll that basically you're going to have to go back in and re-edit everything and re-upload those shows, which is a massive, I've made thousands and thousands of dollars from having to do this and undo the mistakes of podcasters. I don't want you to pay me $1,000 to go back through your ad catalog and download the audio files, find the ad spots, edit them out, mark them and re-upload them just so now they're eligible and ready for dynamic ad insertion. I would rather you do this from the beginning as early as you possibly can, because this gives you a little more power. The minute somebody is not paying for a classified ad in a newspaper, their ad is no longer printed in the newspaper. The minute they stop paying for banner advertising on a website, their ads are no longer shown. The minute somebody doesn't renew their print ad for a magazine, the magazine doesn't just keep that spot in there forever. They find someone else to sell it to. And if they don't find someone else to sell it to, they remove it altogether. They don't just keep your ad playing there. So when we give that away as naive or podcasters trying to cheap out, or we do it for like I see in the Facebook groups, people talking about 20 bucks, go just get them to pay you 20 bucks just to start. Why? It's not worth your time to do $20 for an ad in a show if you're going to give it to them in perpetuity by building it as a baked in ad. So again, the difference in a baked in ad is mean, it means that that ad file or that advertisement is inside and part of your main audio file for your episode. So in other words, I would have one audio file and it would say, this is my sponsorship and this is my audio file. With dynamic ad insertion, you have an audio file of your episode with a timestamp that you're going to mark on it. And then you have a separate audio file that is your advertisement. And that separate audio file can be swapped out at any time in dynamic ad insertion technology right? It's still your voice speaking the ad. It's still your voice reading the talking points that the sponsor wanted. And you still get to designate where inside your show you get to put that sponsor ad. But if you do it in such a way that you bake it in, you either have to pay a lot of money, take a lot of time to go back and remove it, which further eats up your profit margin on anything you might have gotten with an ad spot. Now, I'll give you an example. I have a client who is very, very faithful with her podcast, and she's been podcasting over five years now. She has gone from a weekly show to a twice a month show just over the course of the years, and she has attempted on multiple occasions to get ad sponsors. And at one point in time, she came back to me and she's like, Christy, I'm talking to this like a medical company or something because she's in the therapy space and mental health space. And she said, so this company, wants to advertise on my show and they will only pay $150 per episode and they will only do one episode a month for six months. So she has 
one episode a month for six months that they're willing to pay $150 per episode for. Now, she went back and tried to renegotiate and tried to do all that sort of thing. But it felt disappointing to her that after years and years of podcasting, she had finally built up her podcast. So she was getting around eight to 10, eight to 11,000 downloads a month on her entire show. Now, with that podcast sponsor, if she were using dynamic ad insertion technology, what she could have done is said, you know what, I will create your ad, I will do your talking points, and then I will play it over the back catalog of my play it across my entire podcast catalog. So that anytime somebody downloads a show during the month or six months or whatever it is, we have this contract, they'll be hearing your ad. So you're not just going to get the few thousand downloads I get on a show whenever I release it, but you're getting the entire, you know, several thousand more downloads I get on my back episodes every month that are advertising your show, which would have been a lot more valuable than $150. At the same time, she baked her ads into her show six months later after one show a month for six months. So she made, you know, not even $1,000 off that show or barely $1,000 off that sponsorship for six months. Then what happens? Nothing. The sponsor quits paying But nothing happens to her ad catalog because it keeps playing. It's baked in. So now if you go back to that six month period of time when she had a sponsor for one episode a month, that sponsor is still getting airtime. My friends, that is not fair to you. It is not fair to any future sponsors that you might get, because now they're going to expect a lowball price and into perpetuity advertising. And nobody does that except podcasters who either don't understand what technology options are available to them. They're out of their depth whenever dealing with podcast sponsorship companies or uh, media companies that do this all the time. And they take a few dollars that a company throws at them for now, to do podcast sponsors, but at the same time, the companies know that you're not taking their ads down when that sponsorship is done. Why? Because we're either too lazy or we're too time crunched to go back and do it or it's too much work. We've taken the easy money on the front end. We've set it up so that we're screwing ourselves in the long run. And then we wonder why a podcast sponsor doesn't come back to us. Please don't do this. Please don't do this to yourself. Don't give your value away. You know, it can take years. I've seen podcasts grow over the course of, you know, four or five years. And it takes you years as a podcaster to build up, you know, 10,000 or more downloads a month for the majority of people. And you build for years. And now when you finally get to that point, you don't want an archive full of old ads that are no longer paying. And suddenly now you've got 30,000 downloads a month that are listening to your shows and they're getting more traffic than ever, but they're never paying for it. Meanwhile, now you have a back catalog that's so littered with ads all throughout it that you can't just turn on and turn off at the touch of a button that you know what happens We get lazy and it sits there because by the time you get to 150 or 200 episodes, you're not going to want to go back and re-edit 200 episodes just to take out crazy ads that you took 20 bucks for three years ago. 
understand what I'm saying. And I don't want this episode to be too technical. And I don't want it to seem like that you are if even if you don't edit your show can't understand what this technology is and how you're wrecking your ability to earn money in the future because that's the other part do you really want to take an ad spot or take a show that had a bunch of baked in ad spots and now let's say 150 160 180 episodes in you decide to turn on dynamic ad insertion so now you're going to go back and in between those other ads that are baked in, now you're going to have to go back in and add more ad spots. And it's just going to be all over the place because you're not taking out the old ones. Please start taking mitigation efforts now. Two things that you can do as a podcaster is Make the commitment that before you take a dime of podcast sponsorship money, you are going to insulate your future in the podcast sponsorship space by making sure you incorporate dynamic ad insertion. And that is the only way you are adding ad spots to your podcast. Raise your right hand. Say after me, I do solemnly swear I will use dynamic ad insertion technology either at a third party or host, before I take my first ad sponsorship money. Okay, and I do that to protect you because if you give it away now and you give it away into perpetuity, you have nothing to leverage in the future. And the more podcasters that do that, the more you devalue sponsorships for the rest of us right? I'm not looking for ad sponsors. That's not what that's not what I do. But at the same time, if I got one, I would make sure I'm using dynamic ad insertion technology. I'm not just going to bake them in unless they're my things. They're my ads that I'm advertising for my own stuff, right? So just understand that you are saving yourself a bunch of heartache if you do the, the hard thing now. And the second thing that you can do is even if you don't plan on taking sponsorships, go ahead right now every time you have an episode and from your final file, find an ad insertion spot and just keep a spreadsheet. Episode one, maybe it's at 2254. Episode two, and you just document the timestamps in a spreadsheet future proofing or future casting yourself as having sponsors and being able to program those spots into dynamic ad insertion technology. It's been a lot of work and a lot of hours to go back and fix these things that podcasters have done. Because when you decide at 200 episodes to turn on dynamic ad insertion, you have a whole catalog of episodes that need to be dealt with. Right. And most of those ads you've already gotten paid for. And so what's happening is you're you're basically ensuring that you're either going to have to spend a lot of time undoing the easy money, you quick money you just got from podcast sponsorships, or you're going to have to pay somebody else a lot of money to fix it. And that's money you've already earned. That ship has already sailed. It's not new money that you're going to be able to get. But when you use dynamic ad insertion technology properly, you can then turn on ad campaigns across your entire podcast archive. 
You can have you can have multiple spots. I recommend whatever the length of your show is, break it up into thirds. If you have a 30 minute show, approximately 10 minutes, create an ad break, approximately 20 minutes, create an ad break. If you have segments of your show, use it as a transition from one segment to the next. Use that as an ad spot and go ahead and designate that. If you do it now, it will save you in the long run because I'm telling you, you don't want to be the one having to go back and deal with your your catalog every time we end up monetizing somebody through one of our, my clients through sponsorships. We end up having to deal with a huge mess from their past catalog. I've even got clients that we brought over to a legitimate host and started doing podcast production for, but they had been previously on a hosting company that used dynamic ad insertion technology that just jams in ads from any random thing um, and pay you pennies on the dollar like a Spreaker or some other thing. And so now when we downloaded those audio files from that host, those ads are now baked into their ads. So now we have to go back and edit them out just to get the stench of that off of their show so they cannot be embarrassed about people listening to their archive and the crazy ads that were on there. I hope this hasn't gone over your head. I just, I want you to understand the difference in baked in ads and dynamic ad insertion. And, you know, the technology is the difference. Using the technology is the difference of dynamic ad insertion technology. Don't let it confuse you. These are both what I'm talking about are host, what we call host read ads, where you get your talking points from your sponsor and you in your voice talk to your audience. Those are the highest converting sponsorship ads, the ones that you talk to your audience about. It's not a random like you play on the radio where you come on and there's voice actors and it's people that they've never heard of before just randomly injecting an ad into it. That does use dynamic ad insertion technology, but that's the kind a lot of these hosting companies like Spreaker or other ones will use to just jam ads into your show at any point and you make $8 in the month for letting them do that. I know this is a lot of technical and it's con- it can be confusing, but I just want you to understand and make a commitment that before you will add baked in ad sponsorships to any of your podcast episodes and give away the future of your podcast, that you will make the $50 a month investment or whatever it costs at that point in time to utilize a podcast host or a third party with dynamic ad insertion technology. If you do that now, you will pay for it now. Yes, in podcast hosting costs or or third party integration costs for one of these companies, but you will save it because you won't have to pay me $1,500 to go through your ad catalog or through your podcast catalog and pull all the ads out of it and then re-upload and re-edit those shows. So you pay for it now or you pay for it later. But if you're wanting to set yourself up for future ads, do not give away ad space on your podcast into perpetuity. Here's the other thing that I've also seen happen. In this day and age that we're living in now, companies can become affiliated with scandals. They can become affiliated with bad executive behavior 
that you may not want associated forever and ever with your podcast. We have seen it before where CEOs have come out and said some crazy things that all of a sudden, if you have that company advertising on your podcast, you don't want to be associated with it. Well, you know what? Dynamic ad insertion takes care of all of that because you're only going to be running ads that are currently paying. And if somebody is currently paying and you suddenly don't want to be associated with them, you can sever that contract and you can, you know, or let it play out and then turn those ads off and it will forever go away. Replace them with other sponsors you do want to be associated with. Brand affiliation is a huge thing. And depending on your niche, you need to make sure that you are sort of protecting your image and not endorsing or promoting things that are contrary to the values you present within your podcast. And dynamic ad insertion technology would allow you to shut that stuff down immediately with the press of a button or Whenever an ad contract is terminated, all of those ads cease playing, and now you put different ads on there. So it's, I just, I want you to understand, I've realized after a few times of monetizing a podcast through sponsorships and utilizing ad insertion technology that my clients had no idea what was happening. I want you to understand before you even get into it, because especially if you're going out in non-traditional advertising uh, sponsorship type contracts, then what's going to happen is if you're not educated, the companies will be and you're going to be no match for them. So what's going to happen is they're going to lowball you on your rate, which probably we already expect, because even if they're paying current market rate for your podcast, it still feels too little. I'm just going to say that if you take get a thousand listeners every single month and somebody wants to pay you $30 to get in front of those thousand people, that's crazy. Now, take that same those same numbers and the same scenario. If there was a conference that had a thousand of your targeted ideal customers coming into it. Do you think that you could get a booth (laughs) and be a sponsor at that conference for $30? No, you couldn't would probably cost you a minimum of $5,000 to to be one of the sponsors and get mentioned and have booth space there. But what are we doing in the podcast world? Oh, yeah, I'll take 30 bucks. I'll take 20 bucks. It's fine. We take any little money we get because we're like, well, at least that paid for my hosting. Well, that's crazy. It's crazy for us to cheapen and devalue. And the more podcasters that do it and the more uneducated podcasters are when they're dealing in these situations, the more it hurts our entire industry. So my warning to you is get educated before you even start. You at the same time, if you're a podcaster, you never know when all of a sudden you're going to get solicited by a company. Now, it doesn't happen terribly frequently. But companies are wise to this. They know when they find a podcast in their niche that doesn't have sponsors yet, that you are probably a thirsty podcaster and you're thirsty for podcast sponsorships. And so they're going to come at you with a lowball offer. So go ahead and determine what your value, the value of your audience is now and what that minimum somebody's going to have to pay you in order for you to open the gate to get in front of their audience. Magazines do it. Conferences do it. Every other industry does it. And that's the nature of advertising. You pay to play. But what do we do as podcasters? We get people to throw us a few dollars 
and then we give them the farm because we don't know any better. And because anybody can start a podcast and because you don't have to get any sort of minimum knowledge of the whole industry, these things continue to come up and will continue to come up as long as there are new people in the space that don't understand. So if you have questions I can answer about podcast sponsorship, you can email me, Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at teampodcast.com. You can also join the Facebook group, Podcast Monetization Secrets, and come over there and ask your questions about podcast sponsorship. If you don't understand dynamic ad insertion technology and you want to know more about it, just just ask. I don't want to give you so much information that you're technically, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but it could be that it's just too much if you don't understand a certain amount of the back end of podcasting. And that's okay. You don't have to be a technical genius. But in those cases, you need to hire someone like me or someone else who knows what's going on. And so it can at least keep you from giving away the farm. Right. So please, please, please take that pledge to make sure you're not just putting baked in ads that will live into perpetuity forever and ever and ever. And listen, this kind of knowledge takes a long time to come by. It takes a lot of different experiences to come by. Even years ago, whenever I was looking at potentially setting up a podcast network, dynamic ad insertion technology wasn't a big thing yet. And so the only option we had was baked in. Now, I'll tell you right now, there are podcast networks out there that don't even understand that dynamic ad insertion technology is available to them through podcast, certain podcast hosts or third parties. So all they ever sell is a podcast into perpetuity sponsorship where they read in a baked in ad, leave it on their show forever, and they can never again sell that ad spot. But what you have to realize is with every download, if you know you could have up to three sponsor breaks or three breaks during your show, and you're willing to put two back-to-back ad sponsors in each one of those spots, that means you could have six people sending you money every time you put out a show, right? And let's just say with each one of those, maybe each one of those pays you $150. If I had six of them on my show and each one of them is paying me $150 and it was all valuable and relevant things to you as a podcaster, I would allow those people to come on my show and in exchange, they would give me six times, let's just say $100 that they've agreed to pay for that ad space. So every time I put out a show, I make $600. But what you have to realize is every month after that, if their ad still played, I just gave that ad spot away and I can't resell it. So let's just, let me just play out these numbers, okay, just to show you the impact. And I have an ad calculator that I um, have put together to kind of uh, show you what's going on. But here's what you have to realize. Let's just say for the ease of example of math (laughs) that you're getting 10,000 downloads every single month. And if you have six sponsor spots on your show and you have filled up all of those ad sponsorships, essentially you've got six times 10,000 downloads a month right? So that's 60,000 downloads a month that you can potentially sell to podcast sponsors. And podcast sponsors using dynamic ad insertion will pay 
for a certain amount of downloads. And as soon as they hit those downloads, the ad will turn off and you can replace them with another one. We talked about this in the last episode. So if you missed that, go back and listen and try to understand that. But if every single month, and let's just say the next month, all of a sudden you went from 10,000 a few months later, now you have 20,000 downloads a month. If you've got six ads paying for 20,000 downloads a month, that means you now have six times 20, right? You have that many downloads that you can now sell. So look at downloads as something that you're selling across your entire catalog and turning them on because it's going to be a whole lot. If someone buys 50,000 downloads from you at a certain uh, for a certain defined amount of time, maybe it takes a month, maybe it takes two months, whatever it is, but they buy 50,000 downloads, they can hit 50,000 downloads before the end of the period. And as soon as they get 50,000 downloads, you can turn that ad off. But that also means now you have an open spot so you could sell another ad spot. Maybe it's two weeks or three weeks before the end of whatever term, but now you've got the shoulder of this ad campaign that you can resell because now you've hit your threshold and you do that through dynamic ad insertion. If you do baked in ads and don't use dynamic ad insertion, you're baking in your ad spot and you're giving it away in perpetuity and you're giving it away at a rate that is obscene. You are not getting the most value out of it, and you're giving away podcast value, not just for your own podcast, but for other podcasts and for the entire industry as well. Oh, I hope you understand what I'm saying, and I hope you understand the difference between the two and the difference between what you're doing. But don't just go out there willy-nilly and sign up companies to be have ads on your show, because when you do that, it's going to cost you more in the long run. And you're going to eventually regret doing it because when you really find out how the rest of the world is doing it, you're going to want a piece of that. But now you've saddled yourself with the baggage of having done it the other way first. And so now it has to be fixed, which means a lot of your time or a lot of your money is going to be required to fix it. So what's the pledge? Before you get any sponsorships, use dynamic ads insertion technology from a podcast host or a third party to set those up. Now, I'm going to give you one more little secret here before I end. And I know this is a longer episode than I intended to, but I'm just trying to make you understand. If you have, let's just say, three ad breaks in your show and up to two ads per each break, back-to-back ads, what you can do, you might not have six companies that want to sponsor you, but you might have a program that you run for getting organized, or you might have a workshop that you sell, or you might have a book, or you might have a course, or you might have something. You might even have a business, a private practice or something like that, that you could potentially get more clients for. So use the dynamic ad insertion and backfill your unsold sponsorship spots with sponsorships for your own show, your own ebook, your own course, your own workshop, your own webinar, whatever it is you do. Okay. And that way, and you can make your ads a different priority within dynamic ad insertion so that the paying ads always get higher priority over your ads, which are for your own stuff that you're not paying for, right? But by that same token, it means you never waste a download. 
that's the beauty of dynamic ad insertion. And we'll talk about more about sponsorship as we go. But I'm just trying to give you these little bits and pieces. And if you haven't listened to the last episode about kind of the basics of podcast sponsorship, please go back and listen to that. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me, Christy at teampodcast.com or the private Facebook group, Podcast Monetization Secrets. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.